and welcome back to the podcast. This is a little bit of a bonus episode this week, so it's a little bit shorter than my usual ones and it's not so much on a health topic, um, but a, an important topic nonetheless. Um, I'm your host, Melanie Nolan. Okay, so Scott and I are getting married um, really soon. So we're getting married in April um, and super, super excited a lot of organizing, nowhere near as stressful as I thought, actually. Um, so it's not been, it's not been as bad as I actually anticipated, but the topic today is why we aren't spending $50,000 plus on our wedding. Um, I hear of weddings and I always sort of suss out how much they cost because I knew we were going to get married soon. And, you know, yeah, I just wanted to sort of get the general vibe for how much weddings cost nowadays, especially after COVID lockdowns in Melbourne. I do know that vendor prices are just higher than they used to be. Um, the general answer is 50, 60, 70, 80, or $100,000 on weddings. And Scott and I have put off getting married for this exact reason. So we got engaged October 2021, and it is wedding time, April 2023. So we put it off because we thought this is not like we, we personally do not want to spend that much on one day. We never wanted to. We have other things going on that we would rather put our money toward. And so anyway, we've been putting it off and I, I, we did not think it was possible to get the wedding we were after for the price that we wanted to spend. Um, but in the end it has been totally possible and we've just been quite clever with our money, but like to us, it's personally crazy that people can slash out tens of thousands of dollars on one single day, but then often don't put anywhere near as much preparing for birth or anywhere near as much money into their postpartum or support in mothering in general, if your little ones are a little bit older or even in our own health. Yet if we line those things up, those things are vastly more important and impactful than, than a wedding day. Not to say that your wedding day is not important. This is not about that. It is absolutely important and it is special and money should be spent on your wedding day. It's just for us, the value wasn't there given it's just one day. So if we consider postpartum as a comparison, and that's what I'm focusing on today, that ranges on for months and it really does dictate your enjoyment of your experience. So if you have a negative postpartum because you had no support and you felt like rubbish and you were struggling, you'll remember that for the rest of your life, you know? Um, but to me, your wedding will always be enjoyed no matter if you spend $20,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. I think you'll, you'll normally, unless you got divorced, look back on your wedding as a really nice day um, and fun and enjoyable and connective with your family and friends. So, you know, that money's gone. Like once the wedding's done, the money is gone. You are not getting any of it back. Um, you know, you'll just have your memories of the photos. But like if you ask any mother, the birth of your child, the birth of their child, or how they were cared for in postpartum, that you'll never forget. You'll never forget how you were treated or what experience you had when you gave birth. And you will never forget your postpartum. So Scott and I talked about our budget and 
We have also spoken about having a child together, as I've spoken about on my Instagram. It's it's up and down. It's not decided yet, but we do lean more towards yes, we will. And we agreed that the money we would spend on a wedding day would be much better spent towards having that child and certain things that I'll speak about in, in relation to the pregnancy and the postpartum. That's where we'd rather our money go if we had a choice. Now, um, and if we decide for some reason not to have a child that we would rather that money be spent on like family holidays, the five of us, or just general support for the stage of life that we're in. Cause life is tough and busy. You know, we have Willow who's eight. We have the twins who are four, my business, Scott works full time. Just in general, if I could choose that money to go somewhere, it would be to make our lives easier right now, if possible. But but because we're leaning more towards having a child together, it will be, to me, that's where the money will be going. It is not on the wedding day. The extra money will be going on on other things. So, so what I would invest in and what I will invest in if we do have a baby together would be my own naturopath, definitely. Like how could I not have a naturopath? Um, because obviously I, you know, I know all the things, but I don't want to have to be thinking about all the things in relation to my own health and my own care. It's so nice to be able to hand it over to someone and let them look at it objectively and treat you. So definitely I'd be keeping money aside for my own naturopath, regular visits, and then supplements as well, because that's not cheap. Like I'm the first to acknowledge that is not cheap care. And uh, I'm in a very privileged position to be able to have a choice of where my money is spent. So I do acknowledge that. And I, like I said, I also, I'm not saying we shouldn't spend money on important life events. Um, our wedding budget is 25000 So that's what we're spending on the wedding. Um, and the next thing I would be definitely doing come time to have our fourth baby mine and Scott's first baby, but my fourth child would be a postpartum doula, which I haven't had before, but my gosh, I see so much value in that. And I would 100% be getting a postpartum doula for me. I would also consider getting a private midwife because that to me is really valuable. And I've learned a lot about, um, just that continuative care. And, you know, I like, I really like the idea of a private midwife having appointments in your home the whole pregnancy and not having to wait hours and hours and hours at the hospital for appointments. I also love having that one person for your whole pregnancy, which I did actually have for the other girls, but it was through maternity group practice. And so, you know, if I didn't get into that maternity group practice, I would definitely consider a private midwife. Also, because of my history, I hemorrhaged at all of my births. So I do have that fear. I'm really, really fearful of that. And I want, I I would hate to just get a team of people on the day when I'm giving birth that didn't sort of know that and also know what worked last time. And, you know, um, I don't know. I would rather everyone be really aware. Look, Mel's hemorrhaged twice now, you know, and, and just sort of setting up that care. So I feel really trusting that that, that, the postpartum hemorrhaging side of things is being looked at and it's being attended to. I would also have, I would also want to spend money on a, um, international board certified lactation consultant if I needed. I didn't have problems breastfeeding, but you never know. Each baby is so different. So that would be something that I would definitely think is worth its weight in gold because breastfeeding is such a high value for me. And if I'm able to, 
extend that and um, work on that. If it was not going so well for me, I would absolutely be doing that. The next thing would be a counsellor for me and then a couples counsellor for Scott and I. So I see a counsellor regularly. I think it is so valuable in my mothering journey. Um, For me, it's more around coping, learning coping skills when I'm stressed, not defaulting to yelling because that that was how I was raised. That was the way it was for me was that, my mother was really stressed constantly and she wasn't coping with her stress. And so too much stress would tip her over into yelling. Um, also, you know, parenting in general, I was raised with thinking the way my parents parent is the way to do it. And it's like, I'm learning all of that. And not to say they did a bad job because, you know, I love them and have so much compassion for their experience of parenting. But I, I want to unlearn the conditioning that's been placed upon me. So, you know, when we're in that stressful state, honestly, I hear my mother coming through me or I hear just that, that the patterning, that the programming, sorry, from my childhood, it's just, it's getting relived with my own children. And I want to actively change that. I don't want to be the yelling parent, the always stressed parent, um, you know, I want to be able to respond compassionately and really gently and connectively uh, hold space for feelings, you know, allow all the emotions. Uh, if it's too much for me, I don't want to resort to punishing them. I want them to feel so, so connected and safe with me. And that's that's taken work for me. It's so much work. It's, it's you know, my gosh. Um just parenting's hard and having a counselor is so supportive. So love that. Couples counselor for Scott and I, because our relationship is of the utmost important for our family to work well. And if we have a new baby, that's a whole new dynamic. You know, we are raising three kids together, but we haven't had a newborn together. Um, And I just think like, if you have a couples counselor in your corner, it makes it bloody easier because you're able to talk through with that neutral person. They're able to explain it to the other partner in a way that that other partner might see. They're able to show you your own dynamics that are showing up and playing up and your conflict styles. Um, And just because having a baby is really stressful, it's very easy to turn against each other and lash out in that tiredness, in the stress state. You know, there's nothing more stressful than having two hours sleep with a baby screaming in your ear all day um, and then other kids and housework. And anyway, I, I want me and Scott to be so strong and that's openly admitting that a couple's counsellor is on that for us. I would also have a pelvic floor physiotherapy appointment post-birth, 100%. That is a non-negotiable. I want to check, is everything okay? If there's any tears, have they healed? What's my um, abdominals like? What's my pelvic floor like? Do I need further work? I also love seeing a chiropractor for any tension and muscle pain. Breastfeeding comes along with its whole host of issues with painful neck and whatever. But also in the pregnancy, I personally... I allow to see a chiropractor every month and that's just to get babies in the optimal position. And also because I carry the twins around on my hips still a lot, you know, I just want to make sure my body's working really well. Um, Other things that I would consider doing, oh no, I would definitely do is have my cleaner coming. So I would allow money to be put aside for my cleaner weekly in postpartum and pregnancy as well. 
Uh, also delivered meals, so postpartum meal packs when baby's born. Um, and Scott having longer off work. So if we could save, which we are, if we just save 70000 is the standard for weddings nowadays, I would rather Scott have that time off work. Does that make sense? Like I would rather not spend that money and have him home for months and months than spend that money on my wedding. Because the thought of me having a newborn and then Scott going back to work only when it's a few weeks old is enough for me to say I'm not doing it. Literally, I couldn't do it. I could not have the three girls and a newborn all by myself at two weeks two weeks postpartum and this business because this business, you know, there's no there's no pausing that. It still has to be done. Um, although I have a lot of support in place, but, you know, I still need to be there and, and doing, um, certain tasks, you know, in Scott's role working for government, he does definitely get a good amount of postpartum, um, parental leave, but I would rather him take unpaid leave for a few months so that, and we live off that, that non-spent wedding money that we put aside, for example, that's personally what I would, what I would be doing, uh, if he didn't have enough time off, but it looks as though he um, he certainly does. He's got long service leave and things like that that he can all lump together, paternal leave and, um, yeah. And then a good quality breast pump is something that I would absolutely spend my money on as well. Uh, so integral for me because I did um, pump and express for the all of my girls just so that, you know, you can have someone give them a bottle sometimes at 11 p.m. when you're sleeping, things like that. But, yeah, I mean – our weddings budgeted for 25000 I got half of my wedding outfit secondhand on Still White and I'm planning on selling it as soon as the wedding's finished because I've got a top and skirt combo and I'll sell both of them absolutely to get some money back. Um, we also said no to live entertainment and instead got a DJ and we saved thousands just by doing that. And then again, you don't even need a DJ. Like we didn't have to do that. We could have saved a few thousand on that as well and just done a playlist. Like our wedding coordinator at the venue said lots of people just do a playlist. Um, and there, there are so many other ways we save money, which I could talk about another time as well. But, you know, this is just a sort of a quick, um, a quick little episode on why we're not spending thousands and thousands and thousands. Um, we also decided to do cocktail and sort of sit down dinner. You know, I'm not, we're not having bridal parties. I don't have bridesmaids. That's all a cost that I just didn't think was valuable to me personally, um, you know, making sure your florals are right, are paired right back and not, not engulfing the venue in flowers. Cause they, you know, they're just dying the next day pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just super interesting to me whenever I speak to mothers or soon to be mothers about what stops them from getting extra support for themselves. Money is always the most frequent response and it does feel icky to spend a lot on ourselves and then to acknowledge you need support and then go and do so. I think that this, if I, I feel like if I told people how much support I was actually setting up for my postpartum, some people would be really triggered by that and go, oh my God, why do you need all that support? That's ridiculous. Like it's just such a waste of money. And to, and to some, it might be, but to me, absolutely not. It is not a waste of money. And I think that I'm deserving of the support and I am not afraid to admit that I can't do anything on my own. I need to put in thing, put things in place so I cope better. And if I cope better, my kids are happier. And that's of the highest value to me. Um, so, yeah, 
I also wanted to, at the end of this episode, acknowledge my privilege in being able to spend any money at all on any support or any wedding. And I do acknowledge that there are people that face genuine financial hardship and cannot spend any money on extra support at all. So I do absolutely acknowledge that as well. All right. Well, that was a really nice quick episode. Um, I would love for you to share me with me on Instagram, how you save money for your wedding, because it's such a cool topic. And I will be sure to share lots about the wedding that's happening in a few weeks. 